The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. To me, the biggest thing is having that curiosity, you know, having that curiosity about any and everything. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black. And you remember when you first started as a new facility manager or a new leader in your role? And for some of us, we start very young. Uh, I know I did. I was in management by the time I was in my 20s. And it made me think about all of the things that new FMs have to go through and really have to learn at a very, very rapid state, a very quick uh, time frame. And so today I have Charles Thomas on from Lace Management. I met Charles through one of the associations for FM, and he had some great articles and some insight. And once I got to talk with Charles, I realized, man, this guy's got a lot of amazing skills for such a young age. And that's cultivated and it's, you know, part of who he is as a person. So I wanted to have him kind of give us some insight on what it's like to be a young FM and any advice he has now that he's been doing it for a couple of years. So stay tuned. You guys don't want to miss this. It's a great episode. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black. And it's always interesting to me how people get started in FM. And I've found over the years of interviewing people that most of us just kind of fall into FM. And uh, also that most facility managers don't really know that much about facilities when they get started. And they've already come from a great career in either operations or in purchasing and procurement. So it's really interesting how people get started. Uh, well, today we're going to be talking with about uh, starting out in FM with our guest, Charles Thomas, who's the founder of Lace Management. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited to hear from you because what we were talking to you earlier, and I love to hear all the experience that you have and, uh, you know, and getting this perspective 
of FM, I think is really important for people to kind of hear and, and kind of understand better. Um, but hey, listen, as a way of kind of getting started with the show, we like to uh, kind of get to know people. And the way of doing that um, is really finding out what you're reading. We're, we're really passionate about growing and, and, and leading here. And, and part of that is being a reader. And of course, I always add to my list. So, <laughs> so I'd love to hear what you're reading right now. Uh, right now, I'm reading a book called, uh, it's called The One Thing. And I've actually read it a couple of times. A few times, actually. Um, and it's a, a book uh, that talks very much on gaining momentum or even not so much relying on uh, aspects of um, multitasking and not relying on that so much. Uh, actually, like one of the quotes inside of the book is that uh, if you chase two rabbits, you won't catch either one. You know, and that that resonates a, a lot for me, you know, because if you, you know, especially being in facilities, like sometimes you are uh, kind of forced to be multitasker. But, you know, for the most part, you're trying to do three different projects at the same time. Your focus really isn't going to be on what you think it really is. And ultimately, you're not going to do your best work, you know. And another like question that comes up inside of the book is that it asks, uh, what could, what one thing could you do right now to, you know, get you to where you, to get you to where you want to be, you know? And I always looked at that as, you know, you know, you know where you're at when, and if you don't know where you're at, you got a problem right there, but you know where you're at <laughs> and you know where you're trying to get to, what can you do, you know, every day to fill in those blanks between A and Z. And if you, you know, if you can do that and be, be patient enough to just keep, keep hammering away every day, doing like one thing, doing very, one very important thing every day, not a bunch of just stuff every day. That's kind of, you know, that's not going to make too much noise and getting you to, the, to your goal and you're going to be good to go. But like, you put it to the, put it like this, this book is so good that I read it. I gave it to somebody to read. They never gave it back. I went and bought it again. And then I read it two more times. Love so that, man. Yeah. Those books, they make such an impact. That's why I'm so passionate about this in particular, because listen, to be honest, you know, six years ago, I wasn't a, a book reader at all, like at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then I started learning from other people and, and people I started looking up to and they all read and I'm like, man, okay, I'm going to start doing this. And then it just, it changed my life. I read some books that blew my mind, you know? Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all these different books. It, and it's just incredible. That's a great book. I'm going to add that to my list. Most definitely. I'm actually reading another book right now. It's called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, uh, is, is that like his, his is like the memoir type of deal? Yeah, kind of. Okay. You know, it's kind of a departure from what I normally read. But I got to tell you, it's the most entertaining damn book I've ever read. <laughs> And this one I'm actually listening to, um, and it's Red Matthew McConaughey voice. Like, hey, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Dude, it's so awesome. I could I could listen to Matthew McConaughey read the phone book. Like he, he is awesome. But it's a great book about green lights, red lights, and yellow lights. And essentially it's what you make things mean in your life, mm -hmm. you know, and then how you and what you do about them. Right. And I love that it kind of correlates with your book is making an impact every single day and prioritizing yeah. what you do. Great, mm -hmm. great books, great books, man. 
So Charles, for those who are not familiar with you already and, and may not know Lace Management, I'd love for you to uh, tell us a little bit more about your company and, and what you guys do and, and yourself. Uh, well, Lace Management, it's uh, the acronym uh, LACE stands for Living Above Common Expectations. Um, and we're just a, basically a consulting firm. Uh, right now, it's, 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 it's just facility services consulting from just because that's what I do. Yeah. And, you know, I started it because, you know, for one, the name comes from I've never done anything like anybody else, like from growing up to where I am now. Like I've never done any, literally anything like how it was supposed to happen. You know, and I always kind of took pride in that, whether, you know, it get looks, gets looked at as a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but that, that's where that comes from. It's like just just living above the common expectation. I want to go. I want to exceed whatever everybody else is trying to trying to do. And I want to do it as effective as I can. Um, and the, the work, you know, it's again, it's facility services. So me as a consultant, you know, I get people that will, you know, reach out about, uh help writing a, a dissertation for their, for their master's program, or, you know, having someone reach out to help with a, a proposal for, for them um, shooting out a proposal to a, to an organization, you know, that's a well-known organization across the nation, you know, and however I can help people, you know, uh, and just contribute to what their vision is and what their goal, goals are, that's how I like to operate. And that's how we operate at least. That's the, the, the culture that I'm trying to build for sure. It's a, you know, you get a, a tailor-made, a tailor-made um, type of plan or, you know, just deal that will, of us working together and developing the relationships so that you can come out on top. That's, that's how we, that's how we operate. And it's, um, it's not always just going to be a facility services, you know, consulting firm. I, I also want to bring in, different, different walks of, you know, professions, you know, of experts that people will have, you know, that are like-minded in the, the, like I said, the lace mentality or lace culture of living above common expectations, you know, and I think that just, it's a, it's a very big joy just even thinking about having a lot of elite people that are in one, one organization, just, just hammering away at what they do, you know, and doing it better than anybody else. It's powerful. Having that many, you know, having the best minds, everyone has to see at the table, everyone contributing. And it is amazing we, what people can do. Yeah. We have, you know, one person's great, two people is amazing, three people, four people, you can change the world. <laughs> Most you know, definitely. I heard that if you, you know, you take the intelligence of one person, that's awesome. Like you can be a genius, but if you add all the intelligence of the people in your group, you guys are freaking rock star geniuses. Oh yeah, unstoppable. You create amazing things. Mm. I love the I love your name. I love the acronym. I love what that stands for, man. That's really really cool. And I'm excited to get to kind of see where you guys go in FM and then and beyond. Um, I did I did want to tell you I read your article. Well, actually, before that, let me get into this. I also kind of learned about you from. EFMA and Connects and, and a couple different facilities.net type scenarios. These organizations are, are, you know, we're a part of, and I think they're really great, but I was wondering from a new FM perspective, you know, like are those type of organizations um, worth getting into or were they amazing? Or did they help you get started in your career as an FM? They, 
it didn't help me on like initially getting started, but like once I knew what things were, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a big help because they're all somewhat geared around your, you and your network, you know, and your net, especially in facility services, like your network is, is, is a lot. I and, mean, you know, if you could just call somebody real quick about this thing that you don't know or that you want to just have some type of uh, different perspective on, it helps a, a lot, whether it's you're at a, at a conference or you're at a seminar or you're, you know, doing this workshop or whatever, like, you know, like put it like this, like just in network without having the network that, uh, and the network of, you know, with, uh, facilities net, we wouldn't even be talking right now. And, and it's like, it's very interesting how it all kind of weirdly came together. Like I was at, um, a con- I was at the NFMT conference, maybe I think it was about three, four years ago. And I got in touch with the, with one of the editors at facilities net, uh, dot com. And they were like, yeah, you know, we're doing this new podcast and it's, it's like basically fit around, you know, next generation facility managers. And we, you know, we'd love to have you on. Of course I'm doing it. Like, why not? So yeah, we, do yeah. That. we do that, you know, it's great. And then down the line, you know, I had a idea, um, that I'll, I'll share with you, uh, later, but that morphed into me, uh, writing articles for facilities net. You know, and then from there, you know, some, somebody that you knew saw my articles and then that got us together, you know. So just with that, that networking type of deal, man, those, those organizations are are, are, are very key because like, like we were just saying, it's like trying to do a lot of the stuff by yourself. It's like you could get somewhere most definitely, but like without having these other people there to, you know, to help move the needle a little bit more, you know, it, it yeah. definitely helps for sure. And like, Yes, definitely. Big shout outs to, to all those organizations, to Facilities Net, Building Operating Management, IFMA, you know, everybody that's a part of that stuff. Yeah, I love them too. They've, they have definitely helped connect me to people in this industry that have been game changers for my career. And then, and then the, just the connections that you meet over a lifetime, uh, you keep them, you know, and, and you just never know when you're going to meet a person that, um, is going to take your career or your experience at next level, or more importantly, what you can do for them, you know, and that's so cool. I, that's why I like these organizations. I had to ask as a new FM, it's tough because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you find out, but you don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I did read, I was just saying, I did read articles on facilities net from you and I thought it was great. I think we had, you had some great advice for, young FMs. And, and I wondered if you could talk a bit more about the advice you were giving uh, to new people coming into the field. They're just learning. Yeah, uh, man. And I think this kind of goes across the board to with anything really, but obviously I preach it to, to other FMs, but to me, the biggest thing is having that curiosity, you know, having that curiosity about any and everything you know, uh, not being so eager to trying to, uh, you know, make the most money or, you know, you know, just being a part of that, that type of crowd. Like you should, when you're coming into this thing, you should be wanting to learn everything that you can. And not even just from people that, that manage you or anything like, cause I, 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 I know I've done it when it comes to the, the technical aspect of things that, um, say we got something going on and we have to bring some technician come out. If I don't know exactly what 
he, this person is supposed to be doing, I'm sitting there watching him. I'm asking him questions, him or her questions. And so I can know, you know, know about more of what their craft is and how I could even better uh, um, effectively communicate it before they even come out. You know, I think it, one of the bigger things is, is, is knowing the language of the people that you, that you, that you that you interact with. So me knowing the language of, uh, of the, you know, of the technicians, of the HVAC technicians, of the, you know, anybody in the trades or knowing the, the language of anything in accounting, you know, or, or even finance for, for that matter. You got to know that type of stuff because it can help you, help you, um, for, first off, it can help you and your organization save money. It can help, you know, put the, closing the time on people not knowing what's going on, you know, because say we have something, going on and we call we call one of our one of our vendors and you don't really tell them or you can't tell them what's going on you're just like hey we got this thing happening broke when can you guys get out here you know that's they don't know what tools to bring they don't know what type of mindset they need to be in they don't know how many people they need to send out you don't they don't know how long it's going to take but say you call them and you have all the details that they that would they, they would need in order to cover all the bases. You know what I mean? It saves so much time. It saves so much money and it helps that relationship with you and your, and your, and your, and your vendor of them trusting you of, of, of communicating just what is needed to be done, you know, and, and all of that, and all of that, that can creep to me that, you know, not being afraid of that type of learning and curiosity, it creates the, it creates opportunities within that self. Like I was saying, with opportunities to save money, opportunities for you to gain uh, um, um, uh, gain uh, valuable relationships with the people that you're around on a daily basis. You know, it, you just can't be can't be afraid. And some, something that like my mom would always say, um, she would say to say to like me and my my sisters that, hey, you know, if you're afraid to get an F, you'll never get an A. And, you know, what that means is that, like, if you're always afraid to fail, always just not not willing to learn something new, you know, you know, kind of just afraid to be uncomfortable. Like you'll never you'll never achieve what you what you think that what you what the idea of, of what achievement is to you. You'll never get there, you know, and I've always like just just stuck behind that. So it's like, like anybody. I'm always just just curious, just curious about this, curious about that. Like, and sometimes it has nothing to do with what I do. <laughs> no, I get that. And I love that. That's great. That's good advice. And that I, I teach that to my kids. <laughs> and I tell them, listen, I screw up every day. It's, it's going to happen. I have, Man, I'm the king of screw ups, but that's okay. <laughs> because I learn from that and I'm really fast and I just try new things. And that's okay. You go, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to fail. Uh, it's only failing if you don't learn and, yeah. you know, and then you learn and you move on. And that's great advice, Charles, for any FM, I think coming into this, because, you know, Lord knows we're all understanding and we're all going to make mistakes in this. And I will tell you, um, being on the other side of FM, being on the, the vendor side that those descriptions for work that you're talking about, yeah, we need the good ones. <laughs> we get we get stuff like that all the time. Like, yeah, it's broke. <laughs> what? Are you really? That's it. That's all I got. Oh yeah, come on out. All right, settle up. We're going. We don't know what's wrong, and you know, and that's okay because we get we 
we're there to kind of help with that transition, but you're right. Um, as an FM, knowing the lingo, understanding the technology, understanding the technical stuff behind it. If you don't know, ask. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Like, like within that, it's uh, no, no, with knowing the language, like I, cause I always look at FM as being like white collar meets blue collar type of deal. And it's like, you got to be able to be both. You have to, you know, and it, it, it helps, man, it just helps you. It helps your team. It helps your career. It helps your organization just move forward, you know, just by being curious about those things. Yeah. Having that curiosity is a big deal and it leads you to being able to be open to ask a lot of questions. And, and, and you know what, like I've always kind of learned one of the, things I always learned is, you know, I don't, I'd rather be the, the dumbest person in the room and surround myself with the smartest people that we possibly can. It's yeah. just going to be more successful. And, and if I am that person, great. And I'm in the right place. Cause I'm going to learn, you know, the, the moment uh, you find yourself at the top <laughs> of the food chain and, and you're the smartest person in the room, you need to switch it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can always help people, but man, you need to, you need to change your circle. So yeah. that's a great, it's great advice for young FMs, man. I, I, I can appreciate understanding and having that, that thirst for knowledge and being curious, be curious. Mm-hmm. So earlier we talked about how people kind of fall into this role of becoming a facility manager. And uh, if you had to choose one of the most valuable skills you thought, was transferable from your past positions before FM, what do you think that would be? Mm, uh, I think it would be just a, uh, it sounds kind of broad. I guess it is broad of understanding people and how they kind of work. Uh, I had, man, I had a job as a pharmacy technician and I, I would say, honestly, customer service wise, that was my hardest job. You know, and if you really think about it, it's uh, it's tough in the way that you kind of don't know what to expect from the people. Well, you never really do, but you never really know what to expect from people when it comes to them not having their medication. You know, because <laughs> it, it could be something where it's it's right. it's just a regular thing. Oh, I got high cholesterol. Yeah, I take this thing, but it could be something else real detrimental. Uh-huh. Need this medication. So if they come in and they're like, hey, I'm here to get yada, yada, yada. And they haven't had it for some days or something. And then you you get be the person to, to have the, you know, to, to tell them, oh, yeah, it's not here. It's not done yet. It will probably be done in a couple of days. You got a sad, you got a sad, probably five, 10 minutes coming from what you're going to get from that customer, <laughs> you know, and, and being able to understand that like there I had, I, I learned how to, and I use it today. I learned how to see problems or see a potential problem and make a plan, make a plan and execute that plan to make sure to, to basically make sure that that problem doesn't reach whoever that, that, uh, whoever the, the customer is or who the end user is. Like, I think that is our job as, as an FM. It's like, we, we need to be able to see the problem before it becomes a problem and everybody knows about it. Because at that point, now we look like we're not doing our, our job. You know, even though sometimes percep- perception is, you know, that way, but it's, it's, it's not really the case. But 
being able to understand people is is very very large. And you know, and I told you that I, I grew up a grew up a musician, so I was in you know world class organizations where you know where there's 150 people plus in these organizations, and I'm I get the 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 honor to be a leader in the in these organizations at a very young age. So like you could just imagine, uh, you could just imagine twenty people of how how different the personalities are. You know, just imagine you know hundred plus. That's a very different thing. And that being, there's no, there's not a bunch of teenagers that get to kind of go through something like that. And I always joke about it that like, like at that age, your your mind and your body is your mind and like your emotions are probably like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, couldn't you wait till you were twenty five to? you know, to jump straight into this type of leadership type of deal. But it, it it's definitely helped me down the line of uh, like the thing we were talking about earlier uh, about of how I had the opportunity to lead a team. I'm 23 and they're full, all 40 plus. How the heck am I about to, how am I about to do this? They're not about to listen to me, but it, was, it, it helped me. It helped me uh, just being involved in those things at a young age and being a leader within those organizations that, yeah, I can, I can basically, I can do this because I'm used to it and I'm always going to be a leader. That's a natural thing. So, you know, it's a, the, the, the thing about understanding, the thing about understanding people, it's uh for one, I noticed that everybody can't do it and everybody doesn't want to do it, you know? So putting myself in that type of fire and being willing to even fail in that, in that type of type of arena it makes me excel beyond, you know, what the, not the competition, but beyond just what other people might, might do. I love that, man. Understanding people or social intelligence, that whole thing is critical. It is critical. <laughs> we talk about it all the time on this show. It's super critical. And, uh, you know, someone, um, one of the leaders and people, one of my mentors has told me, if you are a leader or natural leader, uh, you you have a moral obligation to help others and lead because yeah. not everyone is. Now, everyone can learn. Everyone has the capacity to learn and, and understand people better. But like you said, not everyone has the desire. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you have the desire, man, you've got a moral obligation to help those help those people, help other people and, and lead if you are a leader. Sure. You, like you, uh, so you, I love that. You, you have a re, you have a responsibility that's how I look at it like yep. you have a flat out responsibility to make something be whatever that you know what the vision was or help this person become what they think for themselves if you can do it if you well you know that you can if you can do that you know you put yourself in there like why not you know you're here for a reason you're a part of this person's life for a reason you're with this organization for a reason you know yeah lean in man I love that or well, listen, we're running up against a break here. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Charles Thomas at Lace Management. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. Welcome back to the FM Evolution. We are back talking about becoming a new FM with Charles Thomas at Lace Management. Charles, welcome back to the show, sir. 
Hey, what's going on? I'm excited to continue our conversation. There's so much to cover in a short time, and it's hard to fit it all in. We could talk forever on these subjects, I can tell you that. Um, I w- we were talking about you know valuable skills and transferable skills from other positions and leadership and, and uh, social intelligence and being good with understanding people, I think is key. And in any position, when you're working with your team, I think it's important to develop those relationships within the team, including vendors. Um, and I think it can be critical. What kind of advice would you give to new FMs about developing those connections? Um, a, a, a big thing to me is l- learning to be patient. Um, no relationship is built in, you know, built off of the one time that you met and talked with this person. You know, it takes, it takes time. Like you have to cultivate that. You have to do that, you know, and I think it, it is very beneficial to have a vision for that relationship as well. Like whatever you're doing with this person or with this organization, like it needs to be done with a purpose. Like what, what, are, what are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish here? Um, you got to be, to me, it's like you just have to be in a mindset, and this is how I operate. You have to be in a mindset of, of starting something, you know, building something, and having whatever that something is sustained. You know, it's uh, it, it just goes goes a long way when you're able to to have that type of mindset and be patient, and and also even you know uh, adapt to the things that come down the line of of, of cultivating relationships. You know, whether it's a vendor or people on your team or your boss or whoever, you know, and a lot of times I know I've had, I learned this early on that it's, it's a lot easier. To, it's a lot easier to, to put myself in, in a type of mindset to work with how somebody else is versus expecting them to do that for me, you know, and, and I, it always worked in my favor of me having that type of mindset that they start doing exactly what I'm doing as well. Like they're, 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 they're adapting as well on, on how I go about things or how I work or whatever, you know, and if you have like-minded people, a group of like-minded people that are doing that, and even if it's like a team um, and, and they're all basically adopting what your vision is, vision is as a leader on that level, man, that team is going to be, you know, they're going to be doing things that other people aren't going to be able to do, you know, just because of that team is so strong. It's so, so much of a cohesive type of deal. And like I was saying, be patient because it takes time. Great advice, patience. And I think a little bit of grace go yeah. a long ways when it, when it comes to dealing with people and that even get, that that's goes for yourself to mm-hmm. being patient with yourself. Because sometimes as leaders or we're drivers, we want to get things moving. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We got to move people. And we got to realize that <clears throat> everyone moves at way different paces. Yeah. <laughs> so being patient is absolutely critical. That's great advice. That's really, really good. Most definitely. When you were growing up as a young FM, um, what would you say? Uh, you had, if you had a team member help you where you had, uh, where was the situation? I wanted to go see if you can build a, a picture for us situation where you had to rely on one of those team members uh, to kind of end the relationship that you had to resolve issues. Cause I think that's critical. And I d- didn't know if you had any experiences like that you could share. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, man, a lot of them, but there, there was one, one like moment in, in particular where 
this was at the time when I was in my first, you know, management, management gig. And, um, we had a, we had a very large print job that was going to be due within like the next couple of, couple of hours, you know, everything was going fine. We're good to go, you know? Um, and all of a sudden, you know, the copier croaks and I don't mean like, Hey, there's a paper jam take the paper out and we're going to be good to go. No, the entire <laughs> thing just died. And we were just like stuck, you know, and, and not a lot of people do know this, but like when you, <laughs> when you're doing copies or anything, every page, it, somebody's getting charged for that copy. Oh yeah. You know, somebody's getting charged for that. So we're trying to figure out stuff to do. Now there's six different other copiers in this, in this building with this organization. And we were just like, like, what are we going to do? We could call out the technician from Xerox to come and, you know, do their thing, or we can go another route and maybe take a hit somewhere, but we're still going to get this job done. If we call a technician, we don't know, we don't know how long it's going to take them to get here. For one, we don't know how long this problem is going to, you know, really be an issue for. So I, I'm, you know, I made the, the, the decision to, okay, everybody's going to get, you know, one packet that is, there's no discrepancies. Everything's good. Color's good. You're going to go to this copier. You're going to go to that copier. You're going to go here and everybody's just going to be churning out, you know, all the, you know, all the, this whole print job. And, um, it was at that point, uh, it was at that point where I knew that I could rely on everybody because we got the job done. You know, I knew I could rely on everybody, but it was like, it was more so because, there was no hesitation for what to go along with the plan that I was putting forth for us to all to be successful, you know? And it was at that point where they, I saw that they all accepted me as their leader of having the problem, seeing what that problem was, putting the plan into place, having everybody be successful in what they can contribute to whatever the problem was. And that, you know, we just came out on top of this thing. You know, if we would have went the other route, like we we all could have been fired. We don't know because it, we didn't get this this thing done that we, that was supposed to happen. So it was like that. That man, that was a that was a very big turning point in in that in all of those relationships when when I was uh, managing that team. You know, it it was it was very very big. And at that after that point, everything just just went up. It, it went so far up. It was like it was it was so weird to just witness. And it was odd for my operations managers to witness as well, because I was 23, you know, I'm 23 and I'm, we're getting this, getting this stuff done that other people at other sites can't do, you know? And that was, that's a great feeling for me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is a great feeling. It is nothing. There's nothing I think to me as fulfilling is to be able to have a plan, have a team that you can count on and they can count on you and they execute and it's a win. Yeah. It is. Man, it doesn't get better. Oh yeah, it, and it makes it so that whenever that next thing comes along, everybody's ready. Every, you know, there's no hesitation on what everybody can do, how they can contribute, and that we're all going to do it as a team. It's us. Yeah. It's us. You know. Side note: Have you seen Hell's Kitchen? No. Oh man. Okay, so we're talking about having a team together. I was watching this last night, and I don't watch this show, but. You want to talk about barking orders and getting a team together and motivating them? Woo! Like <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, he's, he's a scary guy. Yeah, a leader, I, can, leader. I can imagine. But a leader, <laughs> you know? 
this yeah. team was doing great, man. And and that that just kind of reminded me of your story of, of having that team to come together to to you know pull off a win. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, so earlier in the show, you know, I wanted to bring I want to kind of revisit this. We talked about being in management role at a young age, specifically right here. We talked about it again. Um leading those team members that are much older than you. What do you think was your biggest challenge in that situation for you? The, the, the biggest challenge, biggest challenge there was, oh yeah. <laughs> the biggest challenge there didn't even have to do with directly with the, with the, the, the employees that I had. It wasn't about that. At that point in time, it was about me being able to step out of my own way to step out of my own way in order to gain control, not of the people, but of the team and what we were looking, what my vision was of what we were looking to do. And that comes along with being, having a lot of that patience as well. Cause you know, just to like pe- people that we are, it's like, yeah, we want to get it done. I want it done like this. Let's go. But it doesn't work like that. You know? So I had to completely get out of my own way. I had to be able to step back and see, okay, what this person can contribute to what is their their overall strength what is their weakness what can i have them get better at and so on for, for all the, the other seven people that were on the team you know it was a very big very big win uh for me within the team that that from just being able to get out of my own way of not trying to control everything that's that's going on um but it's a it's um i want to say this Stepping out of my own, stepping out of my own way to even allow the other people to see how they're acting as well. So like if we're in a meeting, if we're in a meeting or something, I know, well, you can't tell from this podcast that I can, I'm, I'm capable of sitting back and not talking. You know, but, <laughs> but that's what we, hey, listen, that's what the podcast is for, man. That's what you get. <laughs> right. Well, we could be in a meeting and, you know, there's some people that they just want to be heard. You know, they just want to be heard and they just they like the idea of something, but they don't know how to execute on that idea. And I and it sounds so bad, but sometimes as a manager, as a leader, this sounds so bad. But like I'm, I'm willing to let my employee burn, burn themselves, you know, so that there's a little bit of that humility of like, yeah, you don't know everything of what we got going on. I know you have the idea. I know you have your opinions, but. There's no vision behind what you, what the idea is that's in your head, you know, and, and if, and it could come from just, um, like I said, just that, you know, a person not knowing a certain thing, you know, and, and I, I think that it's a, that's something that comes, that something that comes with that is that they'll trust you in a different way. And it happened to, you know, I would say three out of the, the seven people that I had on that team that yeah, it had to be some humility there in order for them to to trust me and actually actually be confident in that. Oh man, this twenty three year old does know what he's talking about. He does know, you know. And it's like being able to step out. That's hard for a twenty something to do. I, I would say that to be able to step out of, out of the way when a bunch of these people are criticizing you for everything that you're doing and everything that you're not doing. You know, you're being looked at for for everything. So it's like okay, let me switch this around. I'm going to see what you can do. Let me know what's, what's going on. 
And at that point, it was a, there was a lot of trust that was be, it was a lot of just trust that was being built through that entire, I would say that first year of me being there, you know, it was, it was just all built around what is the trust going to be like? That experience, I think, happens to everyone who is a new leader uh, and also happens to people who have been leading a long time. Mm. And to be able to, as a new leader, though, recognize that you have to give people the space and the opportunity to express themselves because they want to feel listened to. Everyone wants to come to work and have dignity and have purpose and to not cut them off and be like, listen, I'm boss. This is how it's going to be. That's that's critical. That's yeah. like that's becoming a better leader. You yeah. know, um, John Maxwell has you know great leaders uh, ask great questions. You know that type of thing. Asking questions, giving people the opportunity to be in their own space to explain things and make mistakes as well. But you need to give them the room to make mistakes. Yeah, that and then be there to help them. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're trying to point out, like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's more of, I'm letting you learn through failure, and now I'm going to help you. And, yeah, and, 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 you know, giving them that guidance, that's, that's awesome. And, and within that, that, that fit, like you just said, within that, you know, if it is a, a failure, I always let it be known with my employees that, okay, yeah, this might have not gone the way that you wanted it to go but I'm not going to be the person that's going to blast that to everybody else. Like, man, Jane is always yada, yada, yada doing this, this wrong way. It's like, no, come here, Jane. Let me show you how to, let me show you how to do this. This is probably the route we should probably go when it comes to your strengths, you should probably be on this, this type of deal right here, you know? And then that, again, that's where the the trust comes into play. I'm not, you know, I I, I firmly believe, believe in the, you know, and I've wrote about it before the us and we philosophy versus the, the I and me. If you're going to be, you know, a manager and a leader inside of a side of a team, it's like it can't be that I and me type of stuff. It can't be, you know, is, you know, and it has to be preached to everybody. Everybody needs to adopt that. It's all about us and we, us, what we, us and what we have going on. Love it. It's a great. It's a perfect way to kind of come to where we are, which is we're going to wrap up. We're 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 out of time here. <laughs> and that's a great, good, the, the us and the we, I think is the way to go and, and FM as a whole. It is great advice. Um, if you could give any advice to the young FMs who are just starting their careers, uh, what's the one thing you would tell them? Oh, man, one thing. Tough, I know. <laughs> Tough question. Um. Man, I, ooh, this is a good one. I, I feel one thing, and this is something that was preached to me when I first get, got into to everything, was that do not assume anything. Don't assume anything. Um, we are we are very much a. Um, well, I would say this industry. This industry is very much a, a information type of deal. Uh, where like you get your information and you know how to move from there. When you start guessing about stuff, there's so much opportunity for you to fail or just to have a missing piece in some, you might've done everything else right, but that missing piece is going to be detrimental to whatever, what you have going on, you know, and just like, you know, the, the game Jenga, you start taking a piece out, stuff is going to fall down. You know, it's, it's, yeah, that's a, that's a very critical thing. And, And I've, I've always kept that in my head, you know, from, from right when I heard it, 
to, you know, to announce, like never assume anything, get the information. If you, cause if you don't have the information, you, you kind of don't know how to move, you know? Uh, it's, it's, that's good. I, I think, uh, I've, I learned at a young age, you know, what assume means. <laughs> I think everyone does. <laughs> you know, uh, good advice today. Uh, from Charles Thomas, man, I, I love that we learn to to really be patient and have grace as a new FM to bring your team together and 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 those skills that you have as a new FM are transferable. They're important to have, especially good people skills. And if you're a leader, we know you got to rise up and take more responsibility for those things. You 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 really have to to lead your team, and it doesn't matter. And you've proven this, what age you are, or where you come from, or what position you're in, you can lead from any position. Yeah. And so that's uh, uh, an awesome uh, advice, I think, for anyone. And I, and I, I agree with you 100%. It is about the we, especially in FM. It is about the we. You, yeah. have, to, you have to have a team around you. And if you're an FM, that means relying on your techs if you have them or your vendors if you don't uh, or both if yeah. you need them. Uh, and usually it is both, to be honest. So there's some things that happen that your technicians, if you have them, can't handle cars running through buildings and whatnot. <laughs> so, and we do, and it happens to us every day. So I swear. Oh. Um, so wrapping up here, how can, uh, how can people get in touch with you, man? How can they learn more about lace management? If they need help from you, where do they go? Uh, you can reach me at my email is uh, cthomas at lacemanagement.com. And it's l-a-c-e-m-g-t.com. Uh, you could hit us up on Instagram at lacemanagement. And that's l-a-c-e uh, management spelled out the actual word. And you could also uh, go to facilitiesnet.com and search Charles Thomas and articles I've written in podcasts that I've done will all be there. I mean, that would be very, uh, we'd be very thankful for people to, to check those things out. That's awesome, man. I, I appreciate being on the show. I learned a lot. I always learn from everyone I have on this and I will list all those resources for our listeners to be able to check you guys out, learn more about you and hopefully give you a call and, and rely on that experience that you have. And, uh, I couldn't thank you enough. I, it's been so awesome to have you on this show. Um, and we'll have to have you back on again and follow up here and see how things progress. Um, and for those who are listening on your preferred uh, podcast platform, be sure to check out our next show and, and, and give us a like uh, and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll start reading those comments on the, on, on the air. It'd be great. And then also, if you're listening or you're or you're watching us on YouTube, hey man, be sure to hit that little bell for and get the notifications for new videos that come out and uh, subscribe. We'd love to have you guys as new subscribers. So thank you so much, uh, Charles, for coming to be on the show, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And then for everyone here, thank you from the entire FM Evolution team, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>